Tuesday. Uh, it's Rob. It's a 90 plus extra time podcast. I hope you guys had a great weekend. And for you know my American listeners, I hope you guys had a great extended weekend. Um, we just had Labor Day, um, which I guess isn't really that big of a holiday here. Um, I, you know, being from New York, Labor Day for the kids, at least when I was growing up, was like the official end of summer. Like, because the kids go back to school in New York, um, at least the part of New York I was in, uh, go back to school the the Tuesday after Labor Day. So it was always kind of a big thing. Um, you know, it's right around the time that it starts to, the, you can feel the weather changing and whatnot. And, uh, but yeah, it's not really like a big holiday. But, you know, families get together. Like some of the last barbecues you're going to have before, I guess, like now, like pumpkin spice season starts up or whatever. I don't know. But, um, hope you guys enjoyed it. Hope you guys uh, got to catch some games. You know, we're on a little international break. Um, it's it's so funny because I was thinking about how last year I was complaining about the international breaks because there was you know we had one in September last year, October and November. Um, you know, right as the seasons were starting, and I would kill for that type of like normalcy and predictability that we had. Um, you know, this time last year, but um, you know. Football is football. Just happy to have games being played, you know, with everything that's going on. And, uh, yeah, so hopefully you guys got to catch, you know, some of the matches that were going on. Mainly it was uh, the UEFA Nations League. There's a lot of matches going on. Um, I got a lot to cover from all these matches, so I'm just going to jump into it. Uh, I'm going to cover every single match from match day one and two. I'm just going over the scores, and then I'll talk about the standings real quick. So, um, the first game was a game that I watched in its entirety. I was pretty excited about it. Um, was Germany Spain? Um, the game was actually played in Stuttgart, you know, place where I used to live. Um, I apologize. There's people like drag racing up my street, um, but yeah, it was, it was the game was played in uh, Mercedes-Benz Arena, the uh, the official stadium of you know VFB Stuttgart, my team. And um, I remember looking at it on the calendar last year, and I was like, oh man, if I'm still in Germany, I would love to go to this game or whatever. But uh, obviously, there's no fans there, but it was still cool to. Uh, you know, see the stadium and, you know, even though they had to cover up the Mercedes-Benz part and it just said uh, Mercedes-Benz, or excuse me, it said Arena Stuttgart, you know, because I guess Volkswagen is like the official sponsor of the national team or whatever. Uh, but it was great to see the stadium, <clears throat> you know, see all the, the players there. Um, Germany played okay. You know, they had some some decent opportunities, um, but it, it seemed like they couldn't capitalize on all of them. Um, and they gave up a goal late. You know, it was 1-1 in the final. Um, Spain looked decent. I guess they've gone, I don't know how many games now, without losing a game. Um, you know, I mean, it was 1-1. This is a decent game, uh, considering, you know, there's no fans. Weather was decent. Germany played well. Um, you know, plus they're missing, you know, the people from uh, Bayern Munich, at least the ones that played in the Champions League, Serge Gnabry, Joshua Kimmich. Um and uh, it'll be good to, to see, you know, the next international break, which will be next month, um, how the team looks in those matches that will be coming up. Um, so I'm just going to go through the rest of these. You know, we had Ukraine 2, Switzerland 1. That was a surprise to me. Uh, Russia 3, Serbia 1, Turkey 0, Hungary 1, Bulgaria and Ireland played to a 1-1 draw. Finland 0, Wales 1, Moldova and Kosovo played to a 1-1 draw. Slovenia and Greece, 0-0. Latvia and Andorra, also 0-0. Faroe Islands, 3. Malta, 2. 
Now, this one was a surprise to me, but, you know, Bosnia has been playing really, really good, like, over the last, like, I don't know, 15, 16 months. Um, but it was Italy 1, Bosnia and Herzegovina 1. Um, I wanted to try to catch that game, but I was only able to watch, like, highlights later uh, because, um, you know, they weren't broadcasting it on ESPN um, like they were doing for the rest of the matches. Um, and there was, you know, some, some matches that were on here that I just didn't get to see because... You know, being here in the U.S., um, they limit what you what you can see. I don't want to say limit, but you know, because of the the broadcasting deals and you know, blah blah blah, it, it's hard to to catch some of these matches. And as much as I love the game, I don't want to pirate any matches. At least not while I'm here. You know, if I'm in like you know some other countries, you know, I might do it uh, just because you know there's no availability in Europe. Definitely won't do it. But um, well, sometimes. But um, some of these matches I just wasn't able to, to, to catch or even to find. Uh, and, you know, I have, like, some of the, the decent sporting packages, but wasn't able to catch it. Um, to include this one, Netherlands 1, Poland 0, uh, Norway 1, Austria 2, Romania and Northern Ireland played to a 1-1 draw, Scotland and Israel played to a 1-1 draw, uh, Slovakia 1, Czech Republic 3, Lithuania 0, Kazakhstan 2, Belarus 0, Albania 2, Iceland 0, England 1. Now that match I watched probably the majority of it. Um, England just seemed really, really sluggish. They just, I don't know, they, they had you know a couple of opportunities. Um, the game, they were playing in Iceland, um, and I'll get to that later because there's more drama that, that came out of that match. But, um, you know, they, England got a, got a penalty late. Raheem Sterling converted. But the, the team that England put forward, you would think that they would just be playing a lot better now granted um you know both teams aren't at their full strength plus you know the covid thing or whatever but um i just expected the team that england had put out i expected them to play much much better than they actually did uh let's see denmark zero belgium two portugal four croatia one and they played that match without cristiano ronaldo uh, but portugal looked really really good in that match uh sweden zero france one Kylian Mbappe scored the goal for France there at like almost an impossible angle. I still don't know how he scored that goal. If you get the chance, look at the highlights um, and enjoy it because you probably won't be seeing Kylian Mbappe for a little bit. I'll get into that later. Um, let's see. Azerbaijan 1, Luxembourg 2, um, Cyprus 0, Montenegro 2, North Macedonia 2, Armenia 1, Estonia 0, Georgia 1, and Gibraltar 1-0 win over San Marino. I'm sure that game was amazing to watch. Um, you know, those are two European powerhouses. Um, I say that sarcastically. All right. Jumping into match day two, uh, it was Spain 4, Ukraine 0. Uh, the neighbors, Switzerland and Germany, played to a 1-1 draw. I did not get to watch that match. Um, Hungary 2, Russia 3. Serbia and Turkey played to a 0-0 draw. Wales 1, Bulgaria 0. Ireland 0, Finland 1, Slovenia 1, Moldova 0, Kosovo 1, Greece 2, Andorra 0, Faroe Islands 1, Malta and Latvia play to a 1-1 draw, Bosnia and Herzegovina 1, Poland 2, uh, the Netherlands and Italy, I really wanted to watch that game, uh, Netherlands lost, uh, it was 1-0 for Italy, sorry, um, Austria 2, Romania 3, Northern Ireland 1, Norway 5, Czech Republic 1, Scotland 2, Israel and Slovakia played to a 1-1 draw, 
Kazakhstan 1, Belarus 2, Albania 0, Lithuania 1, uh, Belgium 5, Iceland 1, Denmark and England play to a 0-0 draw, France 4, Croatia 2, France played that match without Kylian Mbappe, uh, Sweden 0, Portugal 2. Now in this match, Cristiano Ronaldo did play. He didn't play in the previous match because I guess he had like a toe issue or something, but he scored his 100th goal for Portugal, which is a pretty major milestone for any player that, that plays for the national team. Um, you know, I mean, everybody knows there's no doubt Cristiano Ronaldo is one of the best players that, you know, people listening to this and myself included, he's probably one of the best players that we'll ever see. So we're, we're lucky to be experiencing, you know, players like Messi, Ronaldo, and even like, you know, Neymar and Mbappe and even like Serge Aguero. Uh, Sergio Aguero, seeing players like that play all at the same time, it's it's it, it's amazing. It, it, it'll be something probably that we won't see for for a very very long time. Um, but 100 goals for for your national team is is impressive, and I, I have to look it up. But I think that he, I think he may be like only the second person ever to do that. I have to look that up. But uh, regardless, it's it's impressive. And keep in mind, he's 35 years old. He'll be 36 in like five months. Um, Cyprus, zero. Azerbaijan, one. Luxembourg, zero. Montenegro, one. Armenia, two. Estonia, zero. Georgia and North Macedonia played a 1-1 tie. And San Marino, zero. Liechtenstein, two. All right, so the standings. Um, and for those of you that don't know how the Nations League is broken down, uh, you are not alone. Um, it's kind of weird they changed up the format too based on how it was um, in the previous iteration of it um, because I know Germany had got relegated they had like the different the different groups and then if you were in this group and you performed terribly you got relegated down but they changed it um, maybe because Germany got relegated who knows but uh, I'm just going to read down the standings group by group and each group has played two match days so all right, so we got in Group A1, uh, Italy's on top with four points. And these are, this is, you know, obviously I just said it, two match days. Uh, Italy's on top with four points. The Netherlands has three points. Portugal also, or excuse me, Poland also has three points. And then Bosnia and Herzegovina is in fourth with one point. Uh, group A2, Belgium's on top with six points. England's in second with four. Denmark's in third with one. And Iceland's in last with zero. Um, group A3, Portugal and France are sitting on top, both with six points each. Sweden and Croatia are third and fourth, respectively, with zero points. A4, we got Spain on top with four points, Ukraine with three, Germany with two, and Switzerland with one. Uh, that's, a, that's a pretty tough group. Um, both of those groups, A3 and A4, I mean, A3, you got Portugal, France, Sweden, and Croatia. And then uh, A4, you got Spain, Ukraine, Germany, and Switzerland. Now, Ukraine is not, you know... They're not a powerhouse. However, they they have been playing uh, they have been playing pretty well. Um, all right. So Group B one, Romania is on top with four points. Austria and Norway both have three, and Northern Ireland has one. Uh, group B two, Scotland's on top with four, followed by Czech Republic with three, Israel with two, Slovakia with one. Uh, group B three, we got Russia on top with six points. Hungary in second with three, and then Turkey and Serbia both have one point. Group B4, got Wales on top with six points, Finland in second with three points, and then Ireland and Bulgaria both have one point each. 
Uh, group C1, got Montenegro on top with six points, followed by Luxembourg with three, Azerbaijan with three, and then Cyprus in last with zero points. Group C2, North Macedonia and Georgia both have four points. Armenia is in third with three, and Estonia is in last with zero. Uh, group C3, we got Greece and Slovenia both have four points, and Kosovo and Moldova both have one. Group C4, all four teams have three points. So they both won one, lost one. Or excuse me, all four have won one, lost one. Uh, group D1, got the Faroe Islands on top with six points. Latvia in second with two. And then Malta and Andorra both have one point. And then in group D2, there's only three teams. You got Liechtenstein on top with uh, three points. They've only played one match, though. Gibraltar in second with uh, three points. They've only played one match. And San Marino has played two matches, and they have zero points. So, um, you know, a lot of football going on there. All the European teams in action. Um, it'd be so much better if there were fans in the in the stands. But, um, you know, hopefully over the next few months, maybe they may, you know, open up some of the stadiums to, you know, 20% maybe. So you can have at least a little bit of fan presence. Um, it, it's funny how it not only affects the players, but it also affects people you know, watching at home. When they first started, you know, after the COVID, you know, the restart, um, I was totally against, you know, watching the games uh, without the fans because it, you could just hear everything. You could hear all the different languages on the field and everything. Um, then they added the artificial crowd noise and I was kind of against it, but I didn't realize that the players couldn't hear it. It was just for, you know, the, the fans at home. So it seemed more like a game while you were watching it. And I got to be totally honest, it, totally changed the way that I looked at it. I do not like watching the games without the fake crowd noise in there. Um, I had to watch the, the Germany-Spain game, and it was terrible without the fake crowd noise. So um, hopefully they, they'll bring that back uh, for some of the, um, you know, the subsequent matches that are happening, you know, in uh, October and November. Uh, but we'll see. I guess it also depends on which, what uh, broadcaster you're watching it through. Uh, I think I was watching uh, ESPN Plus, I think, and they were not doing it. Um, but, you know, hopefully that'll that'll come. All right, uh, let's see. News from England. Um, so after every World Cup, there's always like a standout player that, you know, they get signed to this huge deal. I honestly can't remember who it was from the 2018 World Cup. I'm sure there were multiple players. Um, but one person that, that stood out to me personally um, from the 2014 World Cup was Jaime Rodriguez. Now, uh, you know, this guy was, he was good. I mean, he, he performed extremely well for Colombia in the 2014 World Cup. Um, you know, he was with Real Madrid. Then he did a little stint with, uh, I think he, originally he was with Monaco. Then he went to Real Madrid, went alone to Barcelona, or excuse me, to Barcelona, to Bayern Munich. Went back to Real Madrid, and now he is on his way to Everton. Um, he never really found his place in Real Madrid. Um, and as I mentioned, they sent him to Barcelona for two seasons where it was supposed to be like a, like a loan and with an option to buy, but it didn't pan out. Um, but here's something that's, that's really funny. Uh, over the last four seasons, Jaimez Rodriguez has won four straight league titles. So... 2016-17, he won it with Real Madrid. Then 
18 and 2018-19, he won it with Bayern Munich. And then this past season, he won La Liga with Real Madrid again. So now that uh, Carlos An- Carlo Ancelotti uh, has taken over at Everton, um, you know, he, he's moving there. He'll be one of the big names. Um, people have been talking about this move for a while. Uh, I actually personally didn't think it was going to happen. Um, it just seems like I don't know why somebody would want to go play for Everton when you're already playing in Real Madrid. But, you know, I guess it, you can get consistent playing time. It's probably kind of weird playing under uh, Zinedine Zidane, too. You know, the guy's won three Champions Leagues as a, as a manager. I don't know. But, you know, those players, they want they want to get that time in while they're still young. And Jaime, Jaime Rodriguez still has a lot of potential. Um, it'll be nice to, to, to see him in the Premier League. See how he deals with the cold weather, be up north, and uh, I don't know this. This I'm not gonna say this is gonna turn Everton into like a contender. I don't even think personally they're gonna challenge for Champions League positions, but maybe Europa League. You know who knows? So we'll see. I mean, I, I wish him luck. You know he's going to the mighty Premier League, so we'll we'll see exactly how good of a player he is. You know that league is a lot more physical than than uh, La Liga and the Bundesliga for that matter. All right, more news out of England. So as I mentioned earlier about uh, about the English national team, um, they came out kind of flat against Iceland, and they did not have a good game yesterday. Um, and then there was a story that popped up that Phil Foden and Mason Greenwood both got sent back to England after the Iceland match for violating uh, the team's pro- uh, COVID-19 protocols. So apparently, you know, both these guys are young, you know, whatever. Uh, they invited some females to the hotel room with them. Um, and I guess they would not have gotten caught had these women not posted stuff on social media, I guess. And uh, yeah, so they both got dismissed. Um, I don't know what their situations are. Um, you know, obviously, Phil Foden plays for Manchester City. Um, and he had a teammate, Kyle Walker, um, who did something similar a few months back. It wasn't as extreme, I guess. Um, but it was during the initial like self-isolation. Um, he invited some working girls over to his house or whatever. And, you know, he violated some, you know, the, the team's rules. And the thing that made it bad was that like a day or two before that had happened, he had recorded like a public service announcement telling people to stay at home, socially distance, self-isolate and blah, blah, blah. So, um, so now you got two people on Man City that have done something like this. Now, Phil Foden is young. Like, he might be 20 years old. And, you know, he's got a lot of potential. Uh, this was his first cap for England. Same thing with uh, Mason Greenwood. Uh, I think Mason Greenwood, I think he plays on Man U. Um, hopefully, both of them, you know, they'll get a second chance to, you know, show that they're not complete idiots. And, you know, they'll get called up to England. But they're going to have to do a lot. I mean, they're going to have to... They're going to have to prove themselves again. I mean... You know, it's one thing to do it on the field. It's another thing to show your character and do it off the field. So right now, I'm sure they feel like trash, but, uh, you know, hopefully they'll be able to bounce back from this. But um, we'll see. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm pushing for them, I, I guess. I mean, they're, they're young guys. They're like the future of the English team, and they just made a stupid mistake, but still got to pay the consequences. All right, uh, moving on to Spain. Ugh. Man, a lot has happened since the last episode. Um, Messi is obviously staying at Barcelona. Um, I was looking forward to seeing him not only, you know, playing in a different, you know, 
kit, but also in a new league and seeing, you know, how his skills would translate to, uh, to the premier league, you know, more physical league. Um, but he is going to be staying, uh, at Barcelona, um, for at least another season. So I, I don't know. I haven't heard all the details about, you know, if he's going to like redo his contract or whatever, because, you know, he had that clause, um, saying that he could leave at the end of whatever season that he wanted. Um, it's going to be kind of weird, you know, now that he's staying, he made such a big deal about trying to leave the club, new coach coming in. Um, you know, plus there's a bunch of other players that are leaving like Luis Suarez is apparently on his way to Juventus and Arturo Vidal is allegedly going to enter. Um, and then Memphis Depay now has been linked with Barcelona potentially. Um, you know, he's Dutch and then, uh, you know, the new, the Ronald Coleman, the new manager, new coach, um, he just left the Dutch national team. Uh, apparently he had a clause in his contract that said that he could, uh, at any time, um, that Barcelona came calling that he could leave and null and void his contract with the Dutch national team. Um, but yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how, how it plays out. Like, is he just biding his time until he can, uh, he can actually, you know, leave at the end of, you know, next season, barring any, you know, COVID pauses or delays or whatever. Um, you know, Messi's 33 years old. He's not getting any younger. Um, I would still like to see him, you know, I think that the thing that Man City had planned for him, playing in the Premier League and then, you know, going to NYCFC. Now, I'm a little selfish. I'm an NYCFC supporter. Um, so I was hoping, you know, to see, you know, a 35-year-old Messi playing in the MLS, um, playing at Yankee Stadium. Uh, I think that, you know, it'd be amazing. Um, but, you know, we'll see. I mean, I I'm just hoping that it also just wasn't the whole, like, rumor thing. I mean, I, I haven't had a chance to like watch his uh, his interview where he gave his side of the story. I know he was talking about his kids and his kids not want to leave Barcelona and this, that, and the other. But uh, you know, um, I, ho I hope he has a good season. I mean, I really do. But uh, you know, we'll see. It, it's going to be tough seeing how the fans and, and how his team treat him, um, knowing that he was prepared to leave. So. All right, uh, let's see. Looks like Gareth Bale is going to be sitting on the bench at, at uh, Real Madrid for the next two seasons, collecting 30 million euros a season. Um, Zinedine Zidane does not have Bale in his plans at all. Um, he said that Bale is, like, toxic to the dressing room, um, but Bale really has no incentive to leave. I mean, if I was getting paid 30 million euros a year, and my boss didn't want me to do anything and was fine with me just sitting there not doing anything, I don't think I would leave. I would just take that, sit there for, you know, the 90 minutes during the match, uh, get my training in, go play golf like he does or whatever, and just collect his money. I mean, I can't see another team taking him, um, but who knows? You know, there's still there's still time, I think. The, the transfer window in uh, in England now is closing in October, I think October 8th. Um, so there, there's always the possibility that he could go, you know, back to England, back to the Premier League. He still has, you know, a few more years left in him. Um, and I'm sure that uh, Real Madrid would be more than happy to get his, uh, his wage bill um, off of their books. I mean, um, but 
I can understand at the same time why he's pissed off too because he was supposed to go to China, be making like a million dollars or a million euros, whatever, a week in China, and Real Madrid decided they didn't want to do it. But, uh, I mean, it is what it is, you know. That whole Wales Golf Madrid thing um, soured with the fans, and uh, now he's just sitting there. He's not. He's not playing. So I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens. Who knows? You know, between Barca and Real Madrid, so many changes. Um, Real Madrid are the defending champs. Barcelona's going through whatever they're going through, whatever you want to call it. And um, you know, maybe it'll be an opportunity for another team to sneak in there and you know steal La Liga from them. You know, maybe Atletico. I mean, Joao Felix was looking pretty good playing for Portugal this past weekend. So, all right, uh, last story I got. Um, is out of France. Um, several members of Paris Saint-Germain have uh, tested positive for COVID-19. Um, I heard Neymar was in a group that tested positive a couple days ago. It was like Neymar, Marquinhos, Paredes. Now you got Di Maria, Icardi, Kela Navas, and Kylian Mbappe all have tested positive for COVID-19. Now, PSG has not played a match yet in uh, Ligue 1. Um, you know, they got, because their Champions League uh, season got a little extended. So all the other teams are going to be on match day one, or excuse me, match day three, and PSG still has to play match day one. And now I'm sure this is going to affect them. While I'm sure they have the numbers, um, they got the squad depth, but, you know, that's still, all these guys are going to miss at least, at least, two weeks and who knows what what the effects are you know everybody has you know varying effects from COVID-19 it's not like you know everybody has the same symptoms and um you know and Bobby Young the dude's 20 21 years old um I, I just hope that it doesn't uh it doesn't affect any of them like you know negatively um and Bobby looked good the other day like it's I mentioned he scored that ridiculous goal from that crazy crazy angle um I'm sure he was feeling fine, you know, but some of these guys, I guess, were partying in Ibiza or Ibiza, depending on how you pronounce it. And, you know, now some of these guys are coming back and they're testing positive for, for coronavirus. Um, you know, they lost the Champions League final to Barcelona or excuse me, Bayern, Bayern uh, Munich. I don't know why I keep confusing those two. Um, and, you know, maybe they needed to just blow off some steam. And, uh, you know, now they're, they're paying the, the, they're paying the price for it. So. But you know how these celebrities and famous people are, they think they're above everything. You know, not that I'm wishing any illness on anybody, but uh, sometimes they just they just don't listen, you know? I know, uh, I wanna say, actually, I think uh, Neymar was at like, wasn't he at Usain Bolt's thing, I thought? I'm not 100% sure. But uh, you know, I hope, hopefully all of them recover. Hopefully there's no uh, long-term effects for, for any of them. Um, and you know the season can uh, can go on. I, I'm 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 so sick and tired of talking about COVID nineteen, coronavirus, whatever you want to call it. I'm I'm just I'm I'm so I'm I'm through with it. <laughs> I know I've been saying that. It just God, it just pisses me off. It, it really really does. Um, it's just destroyed everything. I'm I'm still upset because the the new format for the FIFA Club World Cup for next season next summer got messed up. And this year we didn't get the Copa America. We didn't get the Euros. Pretty upset about it. 
So we didn't even get the Olympics this year, which is still upsetting. This coming weekend, American football is supposed to start up with no fans. I think uh, I'm assuming there's, there's no fans. I haven't I haven't heard anything. I just you know I still follow American football. Did a fantasy football draft um, a couple days ago, and the like the name of the league is if we have a season or something like that because you know there's still the possibility that the season either won't start on time there'll be a huge break in the middle or they'll just end up having to cancel the season oh like i said so tired of talking about covid i am i'm I'm tired of talking about covid but that's all i got for this week um thank you guys for listening um i hope you guys have a great week it's a short week uh the leagues will be back well the leagues that have started already um this coming weekend hope you guys get to check it out um have a good week be safe wash your hands wash your mask take care of yourself take care of your family and uh i'll talk to you guys next week all right thanks bye